Hi, welcome to the Weekly Wisdom Podcast, where we share a short story or teaching from the sages of the Talmud to give you a boost of inspiration heading into Shabbos. Today's podcast is an interesting one. It comes from Talmud Bavli Yuma, page 74b. And there's a little line there. It kind of looks like a throwaway, but it really has a lot of depth. And it's a quote of a verse from Koheles, known in English as Ecclesiastes, chapter 6, verse 9, which says, Better is the seeing of the eyes than the wandering of the desire. It's kind of a cryptic statement. So Rishlakish comes along and he says something also cryptic. He says, The sight of the woman is better than the actual act. As this verse says, better is the seeing of the eyes than the wandering of the desire. Now, what does that mean? You see, what he's saying is like this. What he's saying is, we as humans have a tendency to desire things. Meaning, you're jealous of something. And the problem is that very often the impression we have, the image we have, the imaginary picture we have of how great something would be, doesn't correlate at all with the reality, right? We're jealous of someone in his car. You know, I remember they always, when I was a teenager, you know, you were desperate to get your license and be able to drive. And all those older people would be like, ha, you'll see, you know, after a few months, you'll be doing shopping trips and it's boring as ever and it's not so exciting. And you're a teen, you're like, no, it's going to be amazing. I can drive a car. My life's going to change. And the truth is, after a while, it's not that exciting. It just, you know, it depends why you want to drive. It's just not that exciting to get in the car and go to Kroger. So the reality is, when something is not available to you, we sometimes build it up into something far beyond what it actually is. And a lot of temptation and bad decisions come from that. This Talmud is saying, you know, imagine there are people who, God forbid, they have affairs and they mess up their whole life. Because in their mind, this is the, you know, this is the Talmud version of the grass is always greener. You know, there's something better over there. And the minute you're tempted by it, your brain does this job on you to try to convince you that how amazing it will be. Whereas the reality is not necessarily in correlation to your imaginary version of it. So this verse in Kohelas the Talmud is telling us is saying, you got to be careful. Your mind is really good at this. Your mind is really good at the grass is always greener. You know, imagining something out there that's way better than what you have. Unfortunately, you may find out the hard way when you get there that it really wasn't worth it. But there's another side to this, and it relates to a story that happened with Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, who was a great sage who passed away in the 1980s. So in his retirement, he lived in my hometown. My dad used to go to his classes at night. And at one point, my father said to him, you know, I'm curious, you know, you see in the Orthodox community, there are Hasidic folks who speak Yiddish and dress entirely different than the people around them. And they kind of like are, in a a sense, culturally isolated. Whereas the non-Hasidic Orthodox, you dress pretty much like an American, you talk English, and you, you can, to some extent, feel like you're part of the culture. So my father asked this sage, he said, is there a reason why we don't follow the Hasidic approach? I mean, it on its face, it may seem like it's a preferable if you want to stay Jewish, you know. And Rabbi Kamenetsky said it actually it wasn't an accident that there is a section of orthodoxy that chose to be that way. It's not because we're just lazy and the ideal is necessarily to be culturally isolated. He said the decision was based on this very verse in the Talmud, meaning there's an idea that if you completely culturally isolate yourself, you look around at the Western world or the American culture and you think, oh my gosh, if only I was part of that. If I could go to ball games, if I could, you know, walk around and speak English and dress like an American, oh, life would be amazing. It would be unbelievable. 
and it kind of builds it up much larger than it is. And so in that sense, while significant sections of the Orthodox community understand that it's not appropriate to completely, you know, assimilate entirely culturally, but the fact that I'm going to talk English as my native tongue and dress like the people around me, maybe there's some wisdom to that, because then when you, you're kind of part of the culture, you're part of the rest of the community, and you don't feel like, well, if only I wasn't Jewish, I'd be, you know, getting being part of all this stuff I'm missing out on. You're not missing out. It's all right. You know, you're not, it's nothing bad. It's nothing great. It's normal life. It's normal life out there. And in a sense, he felt that there was a wisdom to that, to develop a community that has not, obviously not to completely assimilate, but fundamentally we'll dress the same, we'll talk the same, and you know, well, what'll happen is we're not going to be as enamored and create this imaginary picture of what life is like if only we weren't Jewish, you know, weren't observing Jews. And so there's a wisdom here on two sides. Number one is when you feel yourself tempted by something, recognize that the reality is likely not like what the, your imagination is creating. And secondly, this idea that there's an advantage of knowing the reality of something. You kind of realize, you know, Things are the same everywhere, and you can be happy being an observant Jew just as you are not being one. And so the fact is, why not? Anyway, have a great Shabbos. Thanks for joining us. Have a great Shabbos and a fantastic week.